Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, October 5th. U.S. equities climbed out of a deep hole to finish just below the unchanged mark in the wake of the biggest two-day rally since April of 2020. The global markets continued to grapple with the implications of persisting inflation pressures that have forced central banks across the globe to tighten monetary policy. Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar both rebounded, which seemed to dampen sentiment and continue to suggest financial conditions are tightening. Crude oil prices finished higher after OPEC Plus met today and agreed to cut production by the largest amount since 2020, while gold saw pressure. Equity news remained light ahead of the start of the third quarter earnings season next week, but ExxonMobil said the surge in natural gas prices is offsetting the impact of the recent drop in crude oil prices. The economic calendar was robust, showing ADP private sector job growth was roughly in line with forecasts ahead of Friday's key labor report. Mortgage applications fell as interest rates continued to spike, and the trade deficit narrowed as expected. Meanwhile, the ISM Services Index declined by a smaller amount than expected and stayed in expansion territory, while the final read on the S&P Global U.S. Services PMI showed the key services sector rose more than predicted but remained in contraction territory. Asia finished higher, with Hong Kong jumping in a return to action following yesterday's holiday, and Europe was broadly lower as volatility persisted in the currency and bond markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 42 points, or 0.1%, to 30,274. The S&P 500 Index lost 8 points, or 0.2%, to 3,783. And the Nasdaq Composite shed 28 points, or 0.3%, to 11,149. In moderate volume, 4.2 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained $1.24 to $87.76 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $4.50 to $1,726 per ounce, and the dollar index jumped 1% to 111.12. In equity news on Wednesday, ExxonMobil Corporation, ticker symbol XOM, provided an update on its third quarter earnings performance, which showed that its refining profit margins will be lower quarter over quarter as crude oil prices fell, though its natural gas profits would be higher. Shares of ExxonMobil rose. The S&P 500 index paired some of the rebound of the past two sessions after hitting levels not seen since 2020 following a string of weekly declines. Inflation pressures have persisted, forcing the Fed to aggressively tighten monetary policy and boosted concerns about the economy as discussed in the article titled Stock Market Volatility, Recession Worries Flare. Meanwhile, as the markets gear up for the start of the third quarter earnings season next week, Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses in her article titled Earnings, Trampled Underfoot, how the bear market has been driven by multiple compression, making valuations look relatively compelling, but expected weakness in earnings may limit the upside potential for stocks. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, the ADP Employment Change Report showed private sector payrolls rose by 208,000 jobs in September, 
slightly above the Bloomberg forecast calling for a 200,000 job gain. The report, which does not include government hiring and firing, comes ahead of Friday's broader September non-farm payroll release, expected to show headline employment rose by 263,000 and private sector job growth increased by 275,000 jobs. The unemployment rate is forecasted to remain at 3.7% and average hourly earnings are projected to rise 0.3% month over month and be up 5% year over year. The MBA Mortgage Application Index fell 14.2% last week following the prior week's decrease of 3.7. The index dropped sharply as a 17.8% plunge from the refinance index was accompanied by a 12.6% fall for the purchase index. This came as the average 30-year mortgage rate advanced 23 basis points to 6.75%, which is up 361 basis points versus a year ago. The trade balance showed that the August deficit narrowed by a slightly larger amount than expected, shrinking to $67.4 billion from July's positively revised deficit of $70.5 billion and compared to forecasts of a decline to $67.7 billion. Exports declined 0.3% month-over-month, and imports fell 1.1%. The final read on the S&P Global U.S. Services PMI Index for September showed growth for the key U.S. sector rose more than forecasted to 49.3 versus expectations of a rise to 49.2 from August's 43.7 figure. Despite the increase, the services PMI remains in contraction territory, with 50 being the demarcation point between the two zones. The Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, Services Index for September showed a smaller-than-expected decline in the key services sector. The index went down to 56.7, slightly below the 56.9 reading in August, and versus the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a decrease to 56. The index remained in expansion territory, as shown by a reading above 50. Economic activity in the services sector has now grown for the 28th month in a row. The acceleration came as employment, imports, and new export orders all grew at a faster pace month over month. Meanwhile, business activity, new orders, supplier deliveries, and the backlog of orders all slowed but remained in growth territory. Additionally, prices paid continue to increase but at a slower pace than the prior month, and inventories contracted at a faster pace than in August. The ISM said, quote, based on comments from Business Survey Committee respondents, there have been improvements regarding supply chain efficiency, operating capacity, and materials availability. However, performance remains less than ideal. Employment continued to improve despite the restricted labor market, end quote. OPEC Plus, a coalition of oil-producing nations, agreed to cut its collective target output by 2 million barrels per day, which marks the biggest reduction since 2020. The aggressive move comes amid the recent drop in global oil prices. Treasury yields rose, with the yields on the two-year note gaining 5 basis points to 4.13%, the yields on the 10-year note up 14 basis points to 3.76%, and the 30-year bond rate increasing 8 basis points to 3.76%. Bond yields and the U.S. dollar have been bolstered as of late by the Fed's aggressive monetary policy actions, as discussed by Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist Kathy Jones in her article titled, With Inflation Offsides, the Fed Keeps Hiking. 
The Fed has hiked rates by 75 basis points for three straight meetings, downgraded economic growth forecasts, and increased the unemployment rate outlook as inflation remains the central bank's primary concern. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses the impact of the greenback's recent rise in her latest article titled Ripples from the Surging Dollar, discussing how well a spike in global market volatility has prompted some investors to think a Fed response is imminent, we caution against thinking that intervention is a bullish development. The only report of note on tomorrow's economic calendar is initial jobless claims for the week ended October 1st, with forecasts calling for 205,000 first-time unemployment claims to have been filed. In international news on Wednesday, stocks in Europe were broadly lower as the currency and bond markets remained volatile, with the euro and British pound falling as the U.S. dollar rebounded from yesterday's drop, while bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. rose solidly. The choppiness of late has come from recent monetary policy tightening from central banks around the world, led by the Fed, while the Bank of England said it will buy long-term bonds to try to stabilize its financial markets, and the UK government scrapped plans to cut taxes for the highest income earners recently to add to the volatility. The economic calendar in the region showed the Eurozone and UK services PMIs were revised higher for September, though the former remained in contraction territory and the latter moved out of contraction territory. Additionally, Germany's exports grew more than expected for August. The inflation picture remains worrisome and is being exacerbated by an ensuing energy crisis in the region due to the ongoing war in Ukraine. Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, notes in his latest article titled What's Next? Good, Bad, and Ugly, that the persistence of global inflation could determine which of the three paths central banks may follow and which market qualities investors might consider for their portfolios. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index was down 0.5%. France's CAC 40 index declined 0.9%, Germany's DAX index decreased 1.2%, Italy's FTSE MIB index and Spain's IBEX 35 index fell 1.5%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 1% lower. Stocks in Asia finished higher, with the U.S. markets rallying for a second straight session yesterday, as the global markets appear to continue to find support from the prospect of a declaration in monetary policy tightening from central banks across the globe. Last week, the Bank of England announced that it will purchase longer-term bonds, and yesterday, the Reserve Bank of Australia raised its benchmark interest rate by a smaller amount than expected. Rather than hiking its cash rate target by 50 basis points as expected, the Reserve Bank of Australia increased it by 25 basis points to 2.60%. The Reserve Bank of Australia's governor, Philip Lowe, reiterated that the board expects to hike rates more over the period ahead and discussed how the size and timing of future rate increases will continue to be determined by incoming data and the outlook for inflation and the labor market. The tightening monetary policies has caused the financial conditions to firm up across the globe. The U.S. dollar fell yesterday, offering a reprieve as the strong greenback has weighed on the Japanese yen and China's currency of late to exacerbate global recession concerns, along with the spike in global bond yields. Adding further downside pressure on currencies in Japan and China, the Bank of Japan and China's central bank have bucked the trend, 
as China even loosened policy to try to boost the world's second largest economy that has also been hampered by the impact of COVID-related lockdowns, regulatory crackdowns, real estate issues, and elevated geopolitical tensions with the U.S. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A, Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In economic news in the region, Japanese and Australian services PMIs were both revised to higher growth rates than initially estimated for September, while Australia's commodity index for September accelerated. Japan's Nikkei 225 index increased 0.5%, with the yen strengthening amid the drop in the U.S. dollar. However, the yen remains near multi-decade lows versus the greenback, given the divergence of monetary policies. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index rose 1.7%, and South Korea's KOSPI index gained 0.3%. The Hong Kong Hang Seng index led the way in a return to action following yesterday's holiday break, jumping 5.9%. Volume remained lighter than usual as markets in mainland China and India were closed for holidays. Similar to the domestic docket, tomorrow's international economic calendar will be light, offering only a look at industrial production from Spain and retail sales from the Eurozone. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, October 5th.